Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick, and with me as always... Gator. So far for 2023 at least. Yeah. yeah it's so. it, Well, it's that, that streak's going to come to an end soon. At but some point. I'm but. still here now. Okay. Well, and with us on the line today, we have... A special guest. And, yes, we, and we, do. we have a big announcement to we make. We have a ginormous announcement. It, it is a ginormous announcement. Yeah. And and we have the man, the myth, the legend, Rene Castaneda with us. And you got that right. <laughs> Hi guys. I, did I get it right? Did I get You did, you did hey, perfectly. You sound right like here. A Come on. Right already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Rene is the president of Villiger North America, correct? The Villiger. Yes, sir. I always sing your it's name. Villiger North America. Yes, sir. Villiger North America. <laughs> and the reason Renee is with us today is we are proud to announce yes. that Renee and Villiger North America have come on board as part of the Cigar Pulpit family. Yay. Excellent. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So, Thank you no, so listen, much. Excellent. It's it's an honor for us to be part of your team, your family, the group of people that follow you. So really, we're pleased and we're honored to be part of it. So thank but, you so no. much for the invitation and for allowing us to be part of it. The honor is truly all ours. And it's all know, on this side of the Zoom. We 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 were very fortunate enough to meet you at TPE about right at about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was TPE 2022. And so it was right about a year ago. We met you at the show and just instantly you were just so nice, so gracious. And I had heard a lot about your cigars, but I hadn't ever tried any. And you're just like, here, here, try these. And it was, I think it was the La, <laughs> La Libertad. Yep. That you guys were promoting yes. at the time. And now, hold, hold on. Hold on, hold what? hold on. I'm pretty sure you'd had the Villiger prior to that. I'm almost positive. You're right. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I, just, I had to call him out. You're right. We got to no. keep it real. You know, you're right. It was the <laughs> Memphis, Villi- the TAA, uh, the 2020 TAA cigar. That was yes. uh, that was that was my first. You got that in Memphis with you're Teddy. Right. I got that in Memphis and Teddy. That yep. would have been September of 2001. And you're right. right. 2001. 2021. 21. Okay. I was like, you've been smoking a lot longer oh, than I thought. God. No, these dates. I've got him so rattled now. <laughs> you do. But yes, so no, it was, it, you're right. It was September of 2021. I tried the Villiger, the TAA uh, 2020 in, um, in Memphis. And that's, that's how I sought you. That's right. That's why I would have sought you out. And yes. then I bought that was, you. That was there. Yeah. And then I bought you one. In Kansas City, but it was the 2021. The 2021. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we smoked. Did we smoke that on the show? I think we, we might have done those on the show because I had two show. of those. Yeah. So, but and yeah, then, but uh, that was our, that was our first introduction to you. Then we got to meet you. Then we got the La Libertad. There we go. Yeah. Let's, let's go by, by step by step. So <laughs> for, the, for the most part, for the most part. We, the cigar people, and I'm talking about people that smoke cigars, we tend to be nice people. For and sure. if yes. we have one thing in common with uh, other cigar smokers, is that we want to share cigars. You know, that's the main thing about, about, uh, about cigars. You know, there is, I mean, I think cigars, if I want to go deep spiritual over here, it's that you have the duality with the cigars that is the perfect tool to be by yourself, nobody to 
bother you and to reflect on whatever you're reflecting that day. But then the other side is the perfect tool to socialize, to meet people, to be with friends, even to talk to two crazy guys to come to your booth like, hey, we're so-and-so from the cigar pulp. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's funny you say that because, you know, as we're sitting here in the uh, JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios at Top Shooters, I'm currently looking out over the patio. It's a covered, you know, heated patio here in St. Louis. And I'm looking at two gentlemen sitting at the bar, and they are smoking cigars. Yep. And there are three gentlemen sitting right here with buckets of beer and enjoying company. And, and our buddy are, Tom was here earlier with his wife smoking cigars, I believe. I believe so. Yep. And so, like, well, girlfriend. Girlfriend? Yeah. What? Ian, Ian he, made her an honest woman yet? He's not married. Well, no, oh. I think he's divorced. Oh, well, that's he can get remarried. <laughs> they allow that. Come on, Tom. We're getting into gossip here. I, I was going to say, he, he, he's throwing Tom under the bus and he doesn't even know it. So anyway, but they're all smoking cigars. And now I'm really jealous that I want to smoke cigars. So yes. we have some really great special cigars here. We have the Villiger uh, de Nicaragua Edition Limitada 2022. Now, Renee, you were kind enough to send these to us so that we could sample these on the show. Can you tell us about these cigars? Absolutely. Well, you guys get ready with the cigar. I'll tell you a little bit. I need to get mine out of the cellophane. No, come on. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) He was so ready to go off. With the cellophane? (laughs) Oh, he makes a giant show. No, but listen. It's it's so obnoxious. I'm sorry. So anyway, go ahead. (laughs) So first the name, Filigre de Nicaragua. That is our... The latest factory that we opened, we have different factories, and I'll tell you a bit about all of them. But uh, this one was the one that we decided, and it was a huge challenge because it was put together during COVID. And we really started operations on October 21. Uh, so we have about a year and a couple of months since that factory is in, you know, fully operational. We have uh, great partners over there because... Our operational arm over there is the Martinez uh, family, the people that the family that owns Hoya de Nicaragua. So they are our partners of Villiga de Nicaragua to help us with the full operation of, uh, of that factory. So we decided at this moment we're making brands like you mentioned, uh, La Libertad. We have La Vencedora, some other brands, but this is the first limited edition that we're going to put out in the market. It's not in the market yet. It will be, you know, we're going to start shipping them out the last week of this uh, month. Uh, I will tell you, is uh, it has an Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, and inside the binder, it's a Pennsylvania Maduro broadleaf and the Nicaraguan filler. So we're talking about a medium plus medium full body cigar, a lot of flavor, rich, tasty, spicy. So this is not your morning cigar. It's an after lunch type of cigar. So just, you know, be prepared. I think that you're going to enjoy a lot because there is a lot of flavors, you know, layers of flavors going on on, on that one. Uh, but yes, you know, the, you're doing the pretty much the preview of the cigar with this one. We have not shipped, not even to one shop out there. Love it. Love it's, it. It's like a cigar pulpit exclusive. It is. And I'm so glad that I had lunch before, 
you know. I ate we, before we, I got we here. Fired so. Up. so and okay. and I'm normally like a Connecticut shade grown guy. So this, this is going to stretch my palate a little bit. We'll yeah, see what's good. First cigar Bran- of the day, too. Branch out. That's it. me too as well. Yeah. You know, fresh Let's palate. see what happens. All right. Well, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Guys, when you're in the St. Louis area and you are looking for a cigar shop, Make sure you swing by Riverman Cigar Company. He's got a lot of great cigars in the humidor, one of the biggest selections in the St. Louis area. He also has a wonderful lounge where everybody is chilling out, watching the football um, and um, uh, hockey. And then I think there was some basketball on this weekend. I mean, I was soccer's over, on occasionally. I mean, come Dan, on. Dan's a big soccer yeah. guy. He likes watching watching the the football, if you will. The football. So, um, the football. Football, football. There you go. <laughs> and so uh, that was your home of the World Cup there in St. Louis there for a while. Yep. Was, was Dan the Man Ponder. It's true. So if you're in the St. Louis area, make sure you swing by Riverman Cigar Company. And if you're not in the St. Louis area, he does mail order. So you can give him a call and get a box or a <laughs> shipment of cigars sent to you right away. That's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. So, okay. There you are. Nice. Yes. We are going to give this. You straighten it. I'm gonna straight cut. Okay. I'm gonna V. This is a very pronounced uh, torpedo point. It is. On this cigar. I mean, you could use that like a shiv. I know. Just get all stabby. You could. I wouldn't recommend it. By, by the way, we only we only made ten thousand of these cigars. Oh really? So these will these will come in boxes of um, twenty cigars. So it's five hundred boxes that we're gonna put out. On this edition limitada, and uh, the MSRP will be about uh, fifteen dollars. Okay. Uh, on, okay. On but again, it's a very limited edition cigar, and um, like, you know, we expect in the next you know month or so to be all over uh, the U.S., especially over there in San Louis area. You know. Perfect. So we're doing the cold draw here. Thoughts on the cold draw, Jeff? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Little, uh, slight little like hay. Yeah, kinda, I'm getting kinda, the alfalfa hay. Kind of barnyardy kind of thing going Not on. Not barn. <laughs> you say bar- <laughs> barnyard is a bad term for. <laughs> See, it's not barnyard. Earthy. 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 See, we disagree. You could say meadow, but barnyard implies poop. It does not. It does not. We have a brand new sponsor. It does not. You're, you're the, you bring that. I do not believe. I can go to a farm. I grew and up I on can a farm. I know what a barnyard, barnyard smells like, and it does not smell like poop. There's a difference. But you're anyway, going to the wrong barnyards. Whatever. You go to Eckert's. <laughs> there's no animals at Eckert's, and it smells like a well. Okay. And that's not a real farm. I mean, it technically, it's it an is. orchard. It's a farm. It's an orchard. It's a farm. Anyway, all right. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna light up my cigar because I'm city I, boy. I, I'm I'm wanting a cigar. Okay, okay. so alfalfa hay. Uh, and there's almost a little like real sweet citrus back finish, like a like a like uh, orange essence, orange peel, maybe a uh, ooh ooh ooh, a, like lemon curd. Have you ever had lemon curd? I have had lemon. It's like curd. the smell of lemon curd, just a little back finish. All right then. Do you need my lighter? Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't bring anything. Heaven forbid he be prepared for a cigar podcast with a lighter and cutter, you know? <laughs> this is hot. <laughs> Could you bring two next time so I don't have to use it hot? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so, Renee, <laughs> so let, let's talk a little bit about 
Uh, Villiger. So, um, the Villiger. Are you seriously going to do that every time? Yeah, probably. You, you get it out of your system. Let's <laughs> let's stop that. Anyway, did you crank the wheel up on that thing? No, I haven't touched it. Oh That's what gosh. you had. The flame is just huge over here. Anyway, we're very spastic, Renee. If you haven't figured this out, it's very, it's very, very. <laughs> I try to keep him in so. check, but it's hard, man. So let's talk a little bit about Villiger. <laughs> so, so can you give? Um, you know, a little history about the company uh, up to... Uh, Absolutely. Point. All right, let's talk about that. Uh, first, you know, Villiger is a large corporation, but it's still a family-owned company. Our headquarters are in Switzerland. If you're familiar, take mm. your map. You find Zurich, 20 minutes north of Zurich, going to Germany. Then you find our headquarters uh, over there. Mr. Heinrich Villiger is our chairman today. Uh, he's a third generation uh, of the family running the, the, the company. Listen, we have a massive presence globally, and we are what I, what I call a late commerce to the U.S. Let me try to dissect or explain a bit uh, of that. First, factories. We have machine-made uh, cigar factories, one in Switzerland, Two in Germany, one in Indonesia. So those are our machine-made uh, uh, factories. And then we have the handmade factories, one in Brazil, one in Dominican Republic, and one in Nicaragua. Uh, for a good portion, the company was established in 1888. Okay. So we have more than 130 years in business. And uh, besides... The different uh, portfolios that we have, that we have the machine-made cigars and we have the handmade cigars. We also have a sister company which handles the distribution of Habanos in the German-speaking countries. Talking about Switzerland, I'm talking about Germany, Poland, Hungary, Austria. So on those countries, we are Habanos uh, uh, too. So yes, definitely that we have... A massive presence in, in Europe. We have commercial offices in Switzerland. Now I'm talking about commercial divisions that sell cigars. We have a commercial division in Switzerland. We have a commercial division in Germany. Uh, Villiger France. So this is Villiger Switzerland, Villiger Germany, Villiger France, Villiger North America. And we have a huge export department to take care of the rest of the world, you know, with, with our cigars. Uh, about maybe 15 years ago, the company put a lot of focus on the handmade uh, part. Uh, we believe as a company that the future of the tobacco business will be or is the handmade cigars, the premium handmade cigars. Uh, the cigarillos soon will be under the same type of regulations that the cigarettes have and the World Health Organization is also trying to regulate anything that is uh, machine-made. Uh, uh, so we believe that there is enough argument to protect for the future the pleasure, the enjoyment of handmade cigars. So that was a reason that as a company we pivoted about 15 years ago to put more emphasis, more effort, more investments into having the, the a, a strong handmade division. And, uh, and with that in that progress, uh, the company decided to come to the U.S. because we didn't have a presence in the U.S. Uh, other than with uh, machine-made uh, cigars. This is when I come into the picture. I started with the company about seven years ago. Uh, 
before Villiger, I was working with Laurora. I was running the distribution of Laurora in the U.S. Uh, market. And I came over Villiger pretty much to put that puzzle together of getting into the U.S. market for the people to be familiar with uh, Villiger and to pretty much develop and create a good foundation for the brands with the U.S. consumer because the company had a clear understanding that they needed somebody familiar with the U.S. market in order to uh, make an impression into, into, into the U.S. market. And that's what we have been trying to, to do. We have... If you are in Europe, you find filigree cigars in every single corner, cigar store, places that sell cigars. Filigree is uh, uh, there, and the same goes to Asia and the Middle East. If you're in Dubai, you're in Qatar, one of these places. We actually made the official cigar for the World Cup there in Qatar, sold only in, in, in Qatar. Just wow. to give an idea of, of the presence and the, the, <clears throat> that we have in the international markets, but we're still a baby in the U.S. The main thing is that we're still a baby over here, and and we want the people to know that uh, we are new for the for the U.S. market, but uh, you know we have the experience to make what we call world class cigars. You know that, that the people can can enjoy, can experience, and like anything, you know we have a you know quite some brands, some a good portfolio that you might find something that you might like and enjoy from our cigars. So that's that's the whole uh, idea to keep it simple and without too much philosophical <laughs> argument into the conversation. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you this. This is an incredible cigar. Yeah, just right, and it's, off, right you, off the bat. You say it's medium to medium plus. It, it's not hitting me that way. Like well, It's, it's not very too be- much. It's the very beginning of the cigar. Well, yeah, but I mean, I even did a retro hail. And it was very I, smooth. I have as well. I've done two, actually. <laughs> yeah. And it, you have a little bit of earthiness and some spice to it. Yeah. Um, but yes, no, the smoking experience on this right off the bat is really, really great. And um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. But the thing is, you know, I've smoked um, a, num- a, a handful of your different cigars. You've, um, you know, there, you've sent some Lala Bertads our way. There was the Villager Miami, the yeah. Lancero. Oh, yes. You know? that's, that's the one that I'm smoking now. Okay. Uh, Filigre Miami. Yes. Why don't you... Can you that is... Uh, yes, ahead. on that one, it was... It was... It was an interesting uh, exercise because that was a cigar that pretty much was made to my palate. And I'll tell you why. I was stuck over here in the office during COVID and I was <laughs> working via Zoom calls with the guys at the factory. And I told them, let's do this. Let's put this. I tend to smoke mild to medium cigars. And, uh, and I told them, let's work with, <laughs> listen, I, 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 I like to smoke two, three, four cigars a day. So I try to keep it low in, in, in the strength. Uh, but I do smoke, you know, uh, occasionally the, the, the strong cigars. Uh, but again, we developed that cigar with that in mind. At the beginning, that cigar for two years was a cigar that was only given to the people that came to visit us here in the office in Miami. We always want to have a special cigar for our visitors, friends, colleagues, whomever come to, to, to my office. So that way, uh, they enjoy something special. So that was the idea behind the Villager Miami. 
because of the limited amount of tobacco that we had, because it was tobacco from 2016 that we used for that one, we only created, you know, we only made 5,000 cigars of the Lancero, the one that we're smoking, the Laguito yeah. Classico, Laguito number one, and the Robusto. And uh, so it was boxes of 10s, like you can see in the picture, my picture in the back. It was boxes of 10 cigars. And immediately, you know, when we presented them, we sold them like out like in a week. It's it's a very pleasant cigar on the mild side, but with a lot of flavor on it. Exactly. We yeah. even on the blend, we went out of our way not to use any lijero on the cigar, just to have viso uh, and 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 um, volado on the on the on the cigar, so that way we don't go to the strength. So we were playing with the blend without adding a strength to the cigar. That was the 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 goal on on that one to create um, any time of the day type of cigar and uh, and for anybody to enjoy it. Either you are a, either you are just a cigar aficionado or if you are a sophisticated smoker. So that was <laughs> the, the 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 idea behind. That. Well, I know when <laughs> we had that one. When but we, yeah, that's the feeling of Miami. Yeah, I know when we had it on the show. I mean, that's that that you you hit it right on there on the head. You know, strength level wise, I think it was you know great for any any smoker across the board because the flavor. If you're a strong smoker, if you like the really bold cigars, you know um, the uh, the flavor on it was so great that it kind of made up for the lack of strength that maybe you were looking for. But if you're a, a mild smoker, then you were getting just an amazing experience because yep. it was a mild, you know, mild to maybe yep. me, maybe medium light cigar with with just a, an immense amount of flavor to add to it. So we really enjoyed it when we had yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. The other cigar that you may you, you mentioned uh, before is the one that we play around a lot that is the Villiger TAA. Mm. And, and and let me tell you what we, we try to to I, I mean maybe it's not the right word, but if we play with that one because we cherry pick a different manufacturer every year to make that cigar for us for different reasons for the people to get for people that are not familiar with the Villiger cigars to be familiar through a different you know partner, a different manufacturer. So we did 2020 with Ernesto Perez Carrillo. The 21, we did it with Hochi Blanco at Tabacalera Palma. The 22, we did it with uh, Eric Espinosa at La Zona. Okay. And the one for this year, let me give you a preview. The oh, one for ooh. this year is made by Aganorsa. Oh, Aganorsa is nice. making our TAA for this year. Very good. So <laughs> it's it's that. We, we, we always work the TAA with a factory that is not one of our factories in order to have some fun too, in order to, it's also giving you an excuse to work with some of the people in the industry. There are nice people that are, you know, they want to work with us and to help us to keep building the, 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 the filigar name. So we're expecting March of this year to have uh, the TAA 2023 in the market. That's fantastic. I know, uh, we're big fans of the Agonorsa cigars over here at the Cigar Pulpit. You know, Terrence Riley's an amazing guy. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the whole team over there at Agonorsa, they just put out such amazing cigars. So, no, I'm really happy to hear that, you know, you're, you're working with them for the TAA this year. I mean, 
I've enjoyed um, all three of the because I've had the twenty, twenty one, and twenty two. Yep, and I've enjoyed all three of those. The twenty is 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 still my personal favorite of all three he of them. Fell in love nice with man. that thing down in Memphis. I, I smoked. Yep. <laughs> I bought as many of them when I was down in Memphis as I could. We've had and, Teddy bring you some, and then even. I and yeah. then our buddy Teddy lives down there, and he was coming up here for an event, and I sent him a message. I'm like, Hey, can you go buy the Tinder box? In I don't even remember what town it is. And can you see if they still have some of the TAA 2020s from Villiger? And if they do, buy me some. And he bought me like four of them. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't think you ever paid him back. I, know I did, to... too. Did you? I, I sent him. I sent a venmo him the money like right then and there. Oh, okay. Yeah. You never pay me back. Why is that? And, you know. Anyway. Well, moving <laughs> on. You don't, have a, you don't have a Venmo account. That's, you don't you know have what? I actually don't. <laughs> uh, but no, so there's no. But listen, it's it's it it's that the portfolio. We have different things in the in the in our handmade portfolio. We have, I mean, our bestseller is our mildest cigar. That is the Villiger Cuella Cream. That one is um is a very nice, creamy, easy going cigar. Uh, that's a Villiger Cuella. Cream. And then we have the Villiger Cuella Black Forest. That is the Maduro version, the strong one, the one with the personality, the one with the character. Uh, if you if you are into the medium body cigars, with I character. smoked the Black Forest with my friend um, Ken Clarich, uh, who owns Ash and Ale down in um, oh, uh, it's in Florida. It's it's real near Saint Aug- Saint Augustine, um, Palm Palm Coast, Florida. I believe. Oh, yes. 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 And he just bought that place in uh, September, and he's been running the Ash and Ale over there. And uh, he he carries all your cigars, and he he loves them too. So we smoked the Black Forest when I had him on. Nice, nice. And you know we had a uh, classics like the the Villiger La Flor de Inclán, which I think uh, 2018 or 17, I'm not sure, was the number 10 cigar of the year. Aficionado, if that means anything for your people, uh, we have the Villiger Sandoro Colorado, that is also one of our classic good sellers, uh, medium body smokes. So it's that we try to keep the variety, and we do have, which is uh, our specialty, that is the Villiger do Brasil. Villiger do Brasil are Brazilian purists that we have. I think we were the first one that made a, a Brazilian puro with a, a Connecticut wrapper grown. In Brazil, Connecticut Ooh. seed grown in Brazil on the mild side because usually you see Brazilian cigars with the Arapiraca with the Maduro wrappers. Yeah, yeah. But we have a version of the Villiger do Brasil with the Connecticut Brazil wrapper, and of course we have a Villiger Brazil do Brasil uh, Maduro with an Arapiraca wrapper. When you get a chance, try those different smokes, unique flavors, uh, one into the citrus, you know. Sort of like, uh, I'm going to sound fancy now, orange marmalade type of touch. Okay. And the other one, more, the other one more like the dry fruit type of sweetness that you get uh, on the Maduros. So those interesting cigars, and especially if you are open to, to, to experience different uh, uh, tobaccos. So it's always a good experience to have that. I always tell my friends, the only way that you know about good cigars is smoke a lot. Because yeah. that way you're exposed to the good, the bad, and the ugly. No, you're completely so it's, right. It's always a good advice. Completely right. So there's a lot of things that you've brought up that I want to unpack. And um, uh, the first thing is um, 
you talked about how Villiger is very large over in Europe, and yet you're you're coming over here and you're you're still you know growing here in the United States. And what I find fascinating about that is it seems like industry trends right now um, tend to be kind of the opposite. You have a lot of brands that have focused primarily just on the United States and have competed in the United States, and now they're going out into Europe and the rest of the world, and they're all competing and, and, and doing stuff over there. And where I think this is a very unique opportunity for you as, as, as a company is that you've already got your established you know, foothold in the rest of the world, and now you're coming into the United States, which is the largest cigar market in the world, and everybody else is focused elsewhere, which allows you to come in and focus completely in the United States and and... I don't want to say do so with with you know no competition, no nobody like involved, but like their focus is is where you're already strong. Well, the way I see it, they're essentially driving down the interstate with no traffic, and they look over, and, and it's, it's bumper to bumper, bumper stopped on the other coming the other, the other yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, listen, you're absolutely right, and especially the last I will say year. Because of, uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming uh, you're familiar, the lack of Cuban cigars and the lack of, uh, oh, the price, the price increase. Definitely. So if you go to the, to the cigar stores in, in, in the rest of the world, especially in Europe, you know, they're lacking inventory when it comes to Cuban cigars. So all the, the, but they're called uh, the, the, the New World Cigars in Nicaragua, Dominican, Honduras. That's, that's the way the Europeans, the fancy way that they call them, the New World Cigars. Okay. Uh, they're fighting to get into the space over there because there is a window of opportunity for the people to be exposed to the non-Cuban cigars because before they were blinded. They were just Cuban, 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 Cuban. So now finally... Not the door, but the window was open. Now everybody's trying to squeeze themselves over there. And, and, and of course, you know, there is, if you're familiar here, there's a lot of brands in, in this market, in the U.S. market, that, of course, is appealing. It's, it's part of the cachet of the brand to be available uh, globally. So they're doing their very best. And I think some of them are doing an amazing uh, job to get recognition in, in, in the other markets that is giving us the opportunity to focus over here to put the energy over here to put resources into the u.s to open up you know the space of our cigars in the in the in the market the way that i look at it is listen we were in the humidors of the of the people in the u.s in the in the other markets now we want to be in your humidor in your personal humidor so we go to the stores we put the cigars out there and by the way, our filigree cigars age much better in your humidor than my humidor here in Miami. So it's a good way to make it. <laughs> it's a good way to put the cigar. Yeah, they age good over here in our warehouse in Miami, but I'm sure that they will age better in your personal humidor. <laughs> so give us give us the chance on that one. But it's it's true, you know, we we are pretty much with an open market. It's the largest market. It's a very competitive market, but it's giving us a lot of opportunities to, to, to play around, to test the waters, to test even different regions. Because even in the U.S., it's like if you have 50 different countries in one place, yeah, because yep. you have the, the trends in Florida, the trends in New York, the trends in St. Louis. So you have to understand what's going on because it's, it's in a way different markets put together. So... We come from the experience that we do that in Europe because it's not the same to sell cigars to Switzerland or to France or to Spain. So 
we know how to work, you know, on, on, on regional markets. So that's pretty much the approach that we're taking. And, and, and we are in a way lucky that when we decided to do this, the market trends are changing. The opportunities for the other brands in the European markets are quite open at this point. So it gives us a chance to have a little bit of an open space to breathe a little bit and to grow here into, into, into the U.S. Uh, market. And again, that's the reason that you see us you know, trying to to make the brand familiar and to be able to to collaborate uh, with you to make sure that uh, uh, your guys, your people, you know, get familiar a bit with our brands and get the chance to smoke them and enjoy them and and to see what we are all uh, about. For sure. Now, I have a quick question for you, and and I'm going to focus in on the European market for a minute since you're familiar with that over there. Mm-hmm. In in Europe, do you see that cigars are smoked across the board by by different you know social classes, different groups of people? Like like here in the states, if you go to, uh, you know, you go into a lounge, you may be sitting there. I'll ju- I'll just use our lounges here in St. Louis as an example. You may have somebody that works at the sanitation department sitting next to a judge, sitting next to a you know a lieutenant with the police force, you know, sitting next to a guy that, you know, practices swordplay on the weekends. You know, you know who I'm talking I about. Know, yeah. <laughs> and I guess my question is, is that the same in Europe? Is Or is it just for the elites in Europe? It does Do all the different classes over there enjoy cigars? No, no, listen, totally different game. So we are blessed here in the U.S. that this is pretty much for all of us, whoever has 10 bucks in the pocket, go and buy a nice cigar. Over there is for the elites. It's, it's, you feel like you're going to a country club when you go into a cigar lounge. There is no way that you can show up in a, in a lounge over there in your shorts and your flip flops because if not, you, I think that you won't even be allowed to, 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 to do it because it's way, way, way too elitist. You have to dress up even to go to the lounge just to have a, 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 a cigar. Uh, some markets more than other, but uh, but still, remember uh, also this: the prices, the taxes are extremely high. Yes. Yeah, that that makes even the cigars uh, not as affordable as we have them in the U.S. Uh, and the marketing aspect is more limited of what we can do in the U.S. So what we have here is a very open market compared to Europe because of legislations and regulations and the way that we can market on that one. So it's very difficult even to entertain the idea of trying to get new customers for your cigars because of the limitations that you have to give exposure to to your cigars. Uh, so totally different ball game. So listen, the U.S. is a great place. It's a great market. We still have a lot of freedoms over here. And one of them is that anybody that has a couple of bucks in the pocket can go to the cigar lounge, enjoy a cigar, have a good conversation with the guys over there. That over there is a totally different animal. And then if you go to the major cities, say Paris and even Zurich and Berlin and all that, you better be prepared that you're going to go to a cigar shop and there is no way that you're going to spend less than $100 to have a cigar and maybe a cup of coffee uh, over there. So it's not like uh, your, you know, everyday Joe that goes over there to just spend a hundred bucks for, for an hour of entertainment. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and we, we always joke here, 
and and not really joke. I mean, it, there's some seriousness to it. But the cigars are a great equalizer because you go into the lounge and you're smoking a cigar, and you can pretty much talk to anybody and carry on a conversation with people in in all different you know as, aspects of life. And I I hate that for them in Europe that that's not necessarily the case because here I think it's a very very open, very you know like. Oh, what an educational thing to be able to talk to people from other genres and other industries and everybody kind of come together, you know, in their enjoyment of the leaf. Yeah, it is. It is. And there is, you know, there is different things uh, 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 that you also find depending on the markets that you go. But in reality is, is that in the U.S., I think is the only market that I've been that uh, you find all kind of people sitting together talking about the cigars, and nobody gives a crap about who the hell you are. You know, uh, you know, you could be the president of whatever, or you could be uh, the guy that is doing the 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 cleaning in the streets, and we're just cigar smokers when we go to the cigar lounge and we're buddies, and we just enjoy cigars and we have fun uh, talking or trying to fix the problems of the world just over a cigar. And that's, <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> to to do. Now, one of the things that you keep bringing up that I, I love is that you talk about how you guys are playing around and having fun, specifically with the blends. You know, you're talking about, you know, the TAA, and that's your, your sandbox to play around and have fun, you know, with different companies. You talk about the Miami and how that was basically a cigar, you know, for you and for people that came and visited the office and, and this sort of thing. And I just love the the – I don't want to say – it's not freewheeling. You're not just like throwing it out there and seeing what happens. You know, I'm sure there's some planning and, and thought behind it, but it's almost like you're kind of looking at the blends and the, the cigars that you're putting out there um, to some degree as in kind of a whimsical kind of sense. And I, just, I, I really enjoy that. You know, I think the key to have that flexibility is that we're still a family owned company. We are not part of, these mega major corporation that everything has been said and done at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So we have a lot of freedom to move to the left, to the right, to the center, depending on what the market and the trends uh, uh, of, of the market. We do have what we call global brands that we decide together when we get together and do our kumbayas in Switzerland and planning the whole thing for the year. But we also, you know, work our regional projects that are exclusive for the U.S., and let me give you an idea. For example, the Villiger Miami originally was a product just for the U.S. And we were planning to make double of the production of that one because we had it. But it was such a success in the U.S. that actually next month is being launched in Switzerland and Germany. So the Villiger uh -huh. Miami will be available in Switzerland and Germany Uh And that was the part that we decided to go just with 500 boxes of each to this market because... The big boss, Mr. Heinrich Villiger, told me, told us, guys, I love what the U.S. did over there with this Villiger Miami. I love the name, so we're going to launch it over here. Everybody agree? Yeah, he's the boss now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, everybody agree. That's it. <laughs> so then, okay. So but it's that. It's, it's, the beauty, it's the beauty of having a family business that uh, gives us that flexibility to, to, to entertain the trends of the market, the ideas of the market, 
to be able to listen to people like you and, 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 and your guys at the cigar pulpit, to pay attention to what's going on in the market, to come up with the next idea, and to have that uh, ability to create regional products that we don't have to invest thousands and thousands of dollars to do a global brand, that we can just test the waters and let's see what happens with this. And if something good or very good comes out of that one, then goes to the to the other markets. So just to give an idea, the Villager Miami is the first product that was originated to be a global brand in the U.S. You know, before you know any global brand was started in uh, Switzerland, and then we decided which markets you know will start selling it. This is the first one that started over here, and because of the way that it was received by the U.S. market and the noise that made even in Europe, because when we were last. September. Uh, the, there is a big fair tobacco in Dortmund, in Germany, uh, the largest tobacco fair. Uh, Inter-tobacco. I mean, the main question, right? Inter-tobacco, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Inter-tobacco. So the main question that we had at our booth was like, do you have the filigree Miami's here? So that was the, the, the main question, even for the Europeans that were, you know, trying to get the, the news about what was going on in the U.S. already. Like you said, the U.S. is the largest market. Uh, and even the Europeans, as much as they don't want to admit it, they pay attention to what's going on in 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 in, in the U.S., especially at this moment with the lack of Cuban cigars in the market. Interesting. So, have you guys considered maybe doing like a a Villiger like um, Munich or a Villiger? You know, like uh, I don't know where else you have. I'm trying to uh, your other maybe headquarters, but but you know, listen. You know, Kind of, kind of. The idea, the, the original, the original idea was that to to use different cities, but Miami is hot. Miami is, has the, <laughs> the, the appealings. <laughs> I gotcha. All right. It sounds good. It has a ring to it. That's true. So, <laughs> no, I'll give so you that. It, no, and 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 no, and and not only that. I mean, Miami has identity, direct connection with. Tobacco. This is cigar capital of the U.S. today. Yeah. Uh, so, so it has it has some uh, real strong connections with the tobacco community to make a product more with a better foundation, more believable. Like, okay, this should be an special cigar because if the guys in Florida are smoking this, there must be something good uh, about it. I'm talking about globally in the in the in the market that Miami has that appeal. Of like we do everything is better in Miami. <laughs> there you go, there you go. And then the other thing that you brought up earlier that I wanted to circle back to is um, that I find it fascinating that that your company you know looked at um, cigar trends and and forecast out, and that when forecasting out, despite the fact that you know machine made cigars far outsell you know premium cigars. And everything else. I find it fascinating that you guys, when looking at it, determined premium hand-rolled cigars are like the future for this. I just... Yes, you know, even today, even today for us, the Villiger Group, the Villiger Company, 70% of our sales is machine-made cigars. Exactly. We sell sell close to 5 billion of those cigars, you know, worldwide. It's, it's a massive operation when it comes to that. But 
the amount of legislation and the regulations that keep popping up in every single country will give you that the future in maybe 10 years is not as bright as it might be uh, today. So we had to, we had to adjust and uh, to be self-conscious about the, the, the trends of the market, the changing of the market. And uh, the only one of the segments of the tobacco business that has been able to have an argument to be protected in the future has been the, the handmade cigar. So it's, uh, you know, you have to have the experience and the vision to be able to visualize uh, these type of things. I think a very good argument could be if you pay attention to COVID, we were all concerned about the scars and the smoking. Listen, we were talking about a respiratory illness, pandemic, pandem pandemic type of thing. So we were never expecting the sales to go way high. We were concerned about what was going to happen with that. Oh, for but sure. the totally opposite happened yep. because cigars do that, give you that safe space to have be by yourself. And then once COVID was over, we all ran out to the stores. Let's go and get together with the friends because I'm sick and tired of being by myself. I need to keep smoking cigars. So I think that's a very good sign of how good and the, how bright the future could be for, for, for cigars, for premium cigars. Because you have that ability, you know, to be your safe place. Or oh, listen, let me get out of here because I need to smoke with the guys. You don't see that on the machine-made side. You don't see that on the on the on the on the on the cigarettes. It's a complete different animal when you talk about uh, those segments. That uh, even we get out of our way to protect our right to smoke cigars. You don't see that in the cigarette. They put the ban, and you know, it is a ban. What can they do? You know, yeah. the companies fight the bans, the cigarette companies, but you don't see the consumers fighting the yeah. the ban on it. Well, you know, don't touch our handmade cigars because we're going to have a problem. You know, yeah, we're going to be the first straight. one talking like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what? So it's, 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 it's that. And not only that, Mr. Villiger is a big fan of handmade cigars. So he wanted to, to, to have a bigger, stronger presence in the handmade cigars. And of course, he wanted the, his company, his name to be a, a, an established uh, brand in the U.S. too. No, I think it's great. And, and, uh, and you're well on your way to that. Yes, for sure. Now, I'm about halfway on the... Uh, we're we're the, actually uh, fairly close. Look at that. We are. I, I've, I usually yeah, smoke a no, lot faster. This cigar is a slow smoke. Yes. Yeah, it's a very yeah. slow-smoking cigar. Which is I mean, great. Yeah, you, gotta, you take your time with nice it. Nice and relaxing. It's the Villiger de Nicaragua. And, or, Not even on the market yet. I know, and... Um, at the halfway point on the retrohale, that spice is starting to come through a little bit stronger. Okay, um, I'm going to give it one. You know, it's it's still not, you know, anything close to oppressive. or It's a very smooth retrohale. Um, tingly in the nostrils. A little, little tingly yeah. there. But yeah, but the, then the smoking experience has been going great. I've been really enjoying the cigar. It's my first cigar of the day, and for the profile you said this cigar was, it should be really kicking my tail. And it's not. I mean, this is a good cigar. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Now, one of the things, and this is going to be completely out of left field, totally out of left field. But one of the things that I always notice and love about your your cigars is the presentation. Specifically, when you look at the, the bands on, on your cigars, 
I mean, the colors just are just so vibrant and bright. You know, this this uh, very the, rich with the with the Nicaragua here, the blue and the the gold. You know, the Miami. You had that wonderful blue on the Miami, and um, you know the La Libertad. You had the the red, the black, the white. You yeah. know, and then the the TAA this year. You had that really striking orange against the dark Maduro of the cigar and everything. I mean. You guys obviously have some sort of like artistic team sitting over there, you know, really working the color schemes for these things, right? Oh, you know, it's a combination of different things. Uh oh, we is the. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. you're kind of there. there okay, there. you're back. I you're think, back. I think you're back now. I hope you're back now. Oh. I thought he was back. I don't know. Renee, oh, are, are you there? Oh. All right. Uh, having some difficulties uh, here. Are you there? Can, can you hear, now? hear me now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Are we live? You're, yeah. I'm I, here. I can hear you. I can, you're not moving on the screen, but you're, you're, I can hear you at least. How about now? How about now? Come on. Oh, yes, there we back. go. There okay. we go. Now you're back. Okay. All right. Technical difficulties. It's, it's always the fun of doing this over Zoom. Exactly. Now, what I was telling you, here's the part. Yes, we do have a, a good, excellent creative team. But the key is that these all our people are cigar people. So that way they can also picture what they're doing in a cigar shop. Remember, the lighting of the cigar shop is not the same as the lighting at their studios when they're working on these yeah. things. So the beauty of they understand the essence of the experience of a smoking, but they also understand the environment of the cigar shops, the way that they're displaying, the lighting on that one. So we need to make sure that somehow we get your attention without being annoying. Yeah. So, but, you know, Classy, nice, rich colors, you know, to be eye-catchy. And, and so we take all that in consideration. But, again, that only can be done because we have cigar people working with us. You know, uh, even for the pictures that we put in social media, you know, the only way that you can work with us on any aspect, you have to be a cigar smoker for you even to understand what the heck is a great picture for a cigar. Because <laughs> exactly. you can have the. We used to have, used to give an idea many years ago, a great photographer. He was a great photographer for people, not for cigars. So I realized, you know, the pictures are missing the essence, the thing. I don't know. There was missing the little connection that, that, that a cigar should be. So finally, we realized that the, the problem that we had is that we needed to have a cigar smoker slash cigar photographer to be able to do a, a, a better job so that way they can capture that beauty. Even if it's just a cigar sitting on an asteroid, uh, you need to have the right person to take the picture yeah. to understand what is it that we're trying to show. You gotta I, I want to volunteer for that job when it comes open. You got to catch the sexiness of it. That's right. <laughs> I always do that. He exactly. doesn't, but I do. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good. You, you take the same selfie over and over and over. I do not. I get art. <laughs> I get artsy with my smoke. 
and I used the shadow. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, he knows. Yeah, the like three pictures you put <laughs> up a year. Hey, but they're, they're three good ones. <laughs> anyway. Quality Listen, over quantity. As long as, as long as long as you know, take pictures, like when we have been biting the cigar, and then you take the picture of the head oh, of the yeah, cigar no, 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 that no. Yeah. some people do <laughs> in social media. Oh. It's like, oh. Hey, we don't want to see. We don't want to see that. You know, we know that you're smoking the cigar, but there is no need to show all that. <laughs> see and see, uh, you guys have a. a and I'm just going to be a little blue for a moment. You know, you have the the Villager Miami, and when I think of Miami, I think of women in itty bitty bikinis. You know, it's like you need to like you know get <laughs> my, the la- Miami put the my, la- my, put my the Lancero. Miami. You know, it's like just kind of <laughs> there's a photo. But anyway, all right, all right, <laughs> have the Lancero up against the wall, looking back at you. You know. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I want to point we're, out we're taking my ash is incredible on here. I mean, I've been stacking dimes this whole time. I was going to say, it's, yeah, it's holding very well. Yeah, it really I'm going to get rid of it just so I don't party foul myself. But this cigar has really been a good smoke. Oh, listen, you know, we we really appreciate everything that you do for the for the cigar uh, uh, community and 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 I'm. And we need, you know, more, let's call it places for the people to have fun and to get entertained about cigars, especially if you don't have an access uh, close by to go to, 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 to a cigar lounge. So I'm, 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 I'm glad that we're having uh, this conversation because it gives me the opportunity to talk to you, to talk to your people uh, sure. and, uh, and, and, and experience it and experience this. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a good conversation and especially. No filter. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> no, no filter here. No, no, no filter here. So I'm not known for my filter. So Renee, you know, without getting without getting you know super personal, we were going to have you on a couple weeks back, and uh, you've been under the weather, and and the, it, stuff's going around. Everybody's getting stuff. I had some stuff. You I mean, nearly I, died. I did not nearly die. Don't spread rumors like that. I, I was not, ready to come put the pillow over you. Uh, I did not nearly die. Anyway. It, it would have been merciful. So so one of the things that we like to talk about, and you just kind of touched on it here, is um, you know that we like to talk about cigars, obviously, but also other stuff because um, you know we like to bring that lounge atmosphere to people that maybe are sitting at home and they don't have a lounge that they go to because maybe there's not one near them, whatever. And so that sort of thing. And one of the things that we always find ourselves talking about is kind of TV shows and movies and things like that that, you know, when you're sitting around at home, you maybe you're watching. Have you watched anything interesting lately? Anything anything cross your path? Wow, lately not much. Let me try to think about it. You know, but, but I tell you this. It wasn't a movie, but if you're into reading, I, I was okay. reading this book that is Why We Sleep. I mean, I think that reading that book helped me to even, I sleep well, but that book helped me to even sleep much better because it's not, I mean, especially it has like, I don't know what, like 12 chapters. You don't have to read all of them. You can cherry pick which chapter you wanted to read to improve your, your, your sleeping without medications or without any crazy meditations or yoga or any of that, uh, yeah. you know, spiritual, uh, esoteric thing. Very good book. I was very impressed with that one because it's a very, let's say, technical book about how to do it better. Listen, you should be doing A, B, C, and D, and at the very least, you're going to be sleeping an hour or two hours more by just doing this couple of uh, tips that the book at the end put it very well summarized without getting into this deep, you know, uh, uh, dissertation about sleep. That one got my attention about the 
best book that I read uh, uh, last year. And lately, the only thing that I've been watching is just because I'm I'm, I'm a history fan. These are uh, uh, it's like what, like twelve chapters in Netflix about the Second um, World uh, War, okay. and a full color. And they take a, each uh, episode is a is a different part of a of the world with a lot of uh, details. And, and and as much as I know about the, the Second World War, man, I have respect for the people that was doing this. The more I watch of it yep. and the more I learn about it because it was some crazy shit going on over there <laughs> I, everywhere. I've <laughs> everywhere. watched that same series and you learn so much more than you ever learned in school about World War II from watching that, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. No, especially they make it simple, easy, and things that you might, or facts that you have, might have heard. Finally, they put it in context. This happened because of this, because maybe you have the twisted version of whatever, or because you mix, or because you missed the class at school. So, you know, you can, you can have that. I was, I was very, very glad and very impressed uh, uh, with, um, with that one. That, that was, that was fun. I like history. So it, it might sound a little bit boring. No, 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 but no. But it's not boring. The, the documentary is not boring whatsoever. It's a very good one, very well executed, and in full color. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I'm a big documentary guy. I haven't watched any recently. Um, uh, probably movie-wise, the most recent thing I saw was um, the the new Knives Out movie, The Glass Onion, yeah. on uh, on Netflix. With Man, uh, how was that one? Very good. If you, it's a with really, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, yes, very good. Who, I thought who, it was a little out there. I'm not going to lie. It's a good whodunit movie and yeah. everything, but uh, I liked it. A couple I, of good twists. I liked the first Knives Out. This was, I thought, a good follow up to that movie, and uh, it was entertaining. I have a show for you to watch. I was, I was going to. Which one? Okay, Tulsa King. I have just okay. started this. I'm two episodes in. It's really it's done by the same people that did uh, what is it Yellowstone and eighteen eighty three and nineteen twenty yeah. same uh, Sheridan uh, okay yeah yeah it it's incredible Sylvester Stallone does such a good job in this series listen now that we're talking about movies because I always have this debate I'm a big James Bond. Fan, okay. For whatever stupid reason, yeah. You know, no, I, just, I, I just it. like the movies, yeah. Uh, and and my discussion is because I liked a lot the way that Daniel Craig portrayed uh, James Bond. What's For your sure. opinion? The best James Bond. Who's your best Jason James? Oh, Bond? you've struck a nerve. No, it's funny you bring this up. <laughs> no, it's funny you bring this up. This past weekend, just this past weekend, I was at uh, the Riverman Cigar Company, my my home lounge there. And we were, there were like six of us and we're sitting around and we're like, ah, what are we going to watch? There was nothing on TV, nothing. So we turned on Spectre, the, the Daniel Craig, okay. uh, yes, Bond yes. movie, Spectre. Yeah. And cause, cause I <laughs> yes. had, cause I hadn't seen Spectre and I haven't seen No Time to Die. So, um, we turned on Spectre and we watched Spectre. And at the end of it, we got into this exact same discussion. And I'll say this. I think I, I love Daniel Craig. I think he's he was really really great as Bond. He's he's almost an anti-Bond. No, he downplays the Bond. I think so he he's more of a of a he's a little bit darker. Yeah, you know he's not yes. as flamboyant not as flamboyant as as some of the other. But, not stir, but I still yeah. think before I I, I still got to edge him out just a little bit. I think Sean Connery is still the best Bond. 
but that. Yeah, but that's, he was last like classic of classics. Yeah, yeah I just... no, no, but, he, but but I get it with you. I get I get it with you the, with the with the Daniel Craig uh, thing. Yeah, but at the very least, the guy got dirty when he was fighting. You oh, yeah, yes. guys like. It was like impeccable. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not friction shooting or anything after getting in a fight. It's yeah, like, no, no, no. It's like Daniel Craig got his ass kicked, and I thought and that, that's the way it should be when he's getting into these scrapes like that. Um, you know, I I wasn't a big uh, you know Timothy Dalton's the last. I, I did not yeah. care for yeah, Timothy yeah. Dalton. You know, we we don't talk Pierre, about Pierce Brosnan was too Pierce Brosnan was too fancy for me. Maybe Roger Moore was good too for me. Yeah. He but was, Brosnan was was too pretty, too pretty for. for I'll that. tell you what, <laughs> Brosnan, Brosnan though was really good in the Thomas Crown Affair, the remake of yes. the Thomas Crown Affair. Brosnan did a great job in that. Have I you mean, ever seen it? Yeah, but it's not a Bond movie. No, well, it might as well. It's okay. kind of, it's Bond ish, <laughs> but I'm saying he was really good in that. I didn't enjoy him as James Bond. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So that was my my, my last conversations uh, uh, during the holidays because I finally had the chance to to to. Watch the No Time to Die. So what was the last one? Yeah, that was the last no one, I, and I haven't seen that one yet. I, I, it's on my list. It's just that in my book of James Bond, James Bond should never die, but this one died. <laughs> it's uh. the movie already. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's no time to die. So, well, there's yeah. no time. No time. <laughs> now I'll tell you, I like the American James Bond, and that's Jack Ryan. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen um, the Jack Ryan series on Amazon? No. Which point is it? What's um, it's, it's in its, its third season. It's just called Jack Ryan, and it's got uh, mm-hmm. John John Krasinski, John Krasinski as the star, and it's based off you know the Tom Clancy character, but like Hunt okay. for Red October, Clear and Present Danger. It's a very yeah. it, it is a, I, I but you're right. It is an Americanized James Bond. It, yes. it feels very James Bond, but like. But it's got that American kind of twist to it. He's a little more um, rough and tumble, yeah. and whatever than than the proper James Bond. But it's it's very similar all over the world, you know, doing this and doing that, and and it's, so. What, it's what are your series. thoughts about uh, Matt Damon and the, what is it called, the Born Identity oh, Legacy, yeah. and all the the ones? Did I love the those? first one. Yeah, I really liked the first one, and I I'll admit I haven't seen all of those. Oh, I, I saw that, you know, one of these trips to Europe, I got the chance to watch the three of them in one shot. Oh, <laughs> wow. I was like, okay, I hung over, over those of, of this one. No, but the, my, my worst experience on a great movie on a plane, I decided to be Mr. Smart Us, uh-huh. and I was watching the last movie about Churchill. So I'm flying from San Francisco to Miami. So you have a five-hour flight. Let yeah. me put the Churchill movie why not man from the beginning to the end of the movie the guy is smoking a cigar yes. i'm like at what time am we gonna land here because i, I need a I need freaking a cigar, cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yes that one um uh was that the darkest great, hour great the darkest hour exactly yes. the darkest hour gary oldman and you see the guy with the breakfast yes gary breakfast, oldman eggs with- toast Whiskey and a cigar. How about that for breakfast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, did it touch on cross-dressing at all? Stop it. I, I, <laughs> Stop it. I contend that Churchill might have We'd, liked a no, nice pair of Louis Vuitton no, pumps no, from time no, to time. No, no, no. He keeps getting J. Edgar Hoover <laughs> and, and and Winston Churchill mixed up because, you know, J. Edgar mixed Hoover. <laughs> you know, I mean, J. Edgar Hoover obviously liked to dress as I mean, a, a obviously fancy, he was, but, but yeah. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. No, that was a fantastic movie as so, well. Yeah. yeah, no, my advice never watch that movie in a plane. You will be craving a cigar <laughs> yeah. nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. Um, so, okay. Why don't we go ahead and uh, we have a little segment that we do. Um, it's called One Must Go. And you have um, uh, a series. Uh, you, you have a collection of things. And we kind of debate and pick out which one has to go. So why don't we go ahead and do that real quick. We all need to live united, but one must go. Brought to you by United Cigars, makers of La Giana Havana, Abuelo, Red Anchor, Firecracker, and of course, United Cigars. Distributors of Jose Dominguez, Garofalo, Montoza, and Terranova, and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United, United Cigars. So, okay, so... I didn't. I was. I was sitting back wondering what we were going to do for this segment, and you've given me the inspiration for this. So, one must go. One of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Which one goes? We have what? We have Casino Royale. There was Quantum mm-hmm. of Quantum of Silence. Solace. Uh, Quantum Solace. Solace. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Skyfall. Um, Spectre, and then No Time to Die. Now, admittedly, I'm going into this not having watched No Time to Die. So, okay. so I'm a little... And I hate to say I'm this. For me, it's Easty. Okay. 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 Go ahead. I, I, I have not watched <laughs> all of these movies, so I'm not really going to be able to speak to this coherently. I can, I, I can speak to four to five. Okay. So but which, I, think, I think we have an answer here. Okay. So wh- which one are you calling? Listen, I've watched all of them and a couple of times. So the quantum solace for me is the worst. This is just totally useless. Useless that one. I I didn't enjoy that one at all. It was like, okay, come on, like really? I, Water? You know, in Bolivia? I, I was gonna say, I of, of the four of the five that I've watched, I concur. That one is the one that it just it didn't. It seemed like they just wanted to do another Bond movie. They didn't really have a, a real point yes. to it. Whereas at least Skyfall and Spectre, and then from what I gather, No Time to Die. They all kind of really go together, and then they draw in so many elements from Casino Royale into those as well that it just true. You're right. It feels like Quantum of Solace just kind of is just almost a standalone. It's just there, you know. It is. It is there. You know, beautiful picture, great action, but uh, you don't even know what's going on over there. Like, what is that we're fighting here for? Like, you know, there is always a reason to do whatever he's doing. <laughs> So okay. Even if it's just looking good. <laughs> so we're get, we're gonna mix it up then. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a second one. Okay. Or wait, do you have an opinion, or do you not even want to weigh in? I, that you have I, I I hate to admit this. I'm not really a Bond guy. I don't watch a lot. Although I've watched okay. the Daniel Craig's, but I I I can't. I've never seen Octopussy. I've never seen you know the old school. I've not seen them. Okay. Well then, all right. Then I've got another one here, and it's only gonna be two things. So we're gonna double down mm-hmm. here. So you have okay. Timothy Dalton. And you have George Lazenby, who was only in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. True, man. The two guys that always seem to rank at the bottom of the list. You see, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep Timothy Dalton because at least I can remember his name. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Okay. All right. That's fair. I kind of feel like George Lazenby had a little bit of a raw deal because he came right after Sean Connery. And it's kind of one of those like, how do you follow up that act, you know, and everything. But uh, at the same time, um, you know. It's like the other singer in Van Halen. You don't remember him. There was a third singer in Van Halen. Did you know that? It was David Lee Roth. And then there's uh, Sammy Sammy. Hagar. And then the other guy. Sammy Hagar, yeah. Yeah, who, and, and he's the, the other guy. guy in this scenario. Well, who's the other guy? Oh, I gotta look it up. I oh, can't you remember. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're so you're keeping Timothy Dalton then? Just for the sake of uh I can't re- I, at least I remember his name. The other guy, I never remember his name. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Now now okay. Have you seen uh uh there was a one time um where um Oh my God, Gary, um, Gary Sharon, Woody Allen, Woody Allen played James Bond. There no, was a, no, there was a version of Casino. What? There was a version of Casino Royale. It was a comedy. It came out way back when, and Woody Allen actually played James Bond in that. Damn, I have to watch that because that must be fun. <laughs> it's, it's 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 older, and it's it, look that up. Gary Sharon, listen, half half was the third watched- the other singer in Van Halen. Okay. About that, have he you was also with Extreme. The, one of the runner-ups for James Bond is—I forgot the name of the guy—but he was uh, in the series, the series, not the, the movie, whatever it's called in Netflix, the the Bodyguard. I haven't seen that. If not, go and watch it. Very good. Okay. Very good one. All Very right. Good Wasn't one. that the guy from and, Yellowstone? And, and he's being. No. <laughs> now this is an you know by the way you know you're talking to a latino guy even though that i speak other languages and all that bullshit uh, uh, i had to put subtitles because he's so scott scottish yeah the accent is so strong like for the first 15 minutes like i need subtitles i don't know what the heck this guy is telling over there there's a handful so, but of, it was very good movie there's a handful of shows yes. that i've encountered where i've had to do that um there's one <laughs> called dairy girls and it's these girls up in, um, I think it's Ireland or Scotland, one or the other, and their their <clears> accent <throat> is so thick that it's a funny show. But I had to throw on the subtitles in order to to make out what they were saying. At well, times. the the Canadian show that you love, Letterkenny, Letterkenny. I if if I have to completely focus on what they're saying to understand what they're talking about. Yeah, because the, I, I need subtitles with Letterkenny. <laughs> yeah, I, I it happened to me with the bodyguard. Maybe after fifth. Minutes you get into the rhythm of the accent. I say, yeah. okay, now I get it. But at the beginning, like, put subtitles. I'm not. I don't. I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the bodyguard on Netflix. I'll have to look that up yeah. too. So, all right. Well, that's been one must go. The one must go segment was brought to you by United Cigars. United we smoke. And we're gonna have a fancy thing for you as well because um, you know one of the things that we're gonna be doing you know, with our friends at Villiger is we're going to be discussing TVs and movies and things of that nature. Oh, that's awesome. You know, kind of, since we do it anyway. We do it anyway. We do this it is anyway, perfect. It's like, you know, we're going to be bringing the discussion to you. So Nice. Yeah, so we'll be doing that. So, well, Renee, I am down to... Excellent, the, excellent, excellent. I am down to the final third of the... Same um, here. Uh, Villiger de Nicaragua here. And I'm loving the cigar. the The body of it has picked up. I'd say yes. it's probably a medium at this point. Yes, but um, it's not overwhelming. No, not at no. all. It's it's. I mean, it's a good cigar. I tend to smoke more medium to to full bodied cigars. So for me, I mean, this is this is a very nice 
Um, great cigar. It's got a lot of earthy tones, some spice to it. Um, the peppers picked up on the retro hail. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All oh, right. he's gonna cough his head off. Watch. Wait for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what this bad as I thought? Well, I don't know. But, it, but yeah, it's that. Ooh, the pepper has picked up yes. quite a bit on the retro. It, it it definitely builds over the course of the cigar. It's really nice. Yeah. Um. But no, I am. No, really, but listen, I really, really I really this. appreciate. First, you appreciate your patience. I, I, as I told you, finally after hiding for three years from COVID, I got COVID last week. Maybe that's the reason. I still have a little bit of a runny nose. Uh, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting, but it was weird. Yeah, I felt like I was in a slow, a slow motion all the time. Yeah, uh, and and I felt I felt like tired. I couldn't do much because I was like. Damn it! I feel like I've been running the whole uh, day a marathon. So, so thank you for the for the patience and because oh, no, we no, changed no. the date a couple of times to 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 do this show. No, it's totally our pleasure, and uh, you know we're glad that that it wasn't anything uh, too serious. You know, I mean, I I had COVID myself back in uh, in June of last year, and. I, it just, it just, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. It just zaps your energy. I remember you and I had actually recorded. Yep. And by about halfway through that show, I felt like I just was driving 80 miles an hour and hit a brick wall. I could and watch <laughs> the life drain out of you during the show. And by the yeah. end of the show, you know, you were like, what are you, are you going to go do this, do that? And I'm like, dude, I have no energy. I, I'm not going to do anything. Like, yep. I, I have nothing. <laughs> and it was the next day that I was like, still feeling that way. After going to bed at like seven thirty that night, and I'm like, okay, I got to take a test because this is not normal. And sure enough, man, that line popped real quick, and it's like, all right, well, Boom. I guess it's my turn. I, I've know? had it twice, and the first time I was in Florida, and I actually did a Zoom show with you. Remember mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we we weren't doing the video then, so it was just you know a phone call or whatever. But I'm sitting there, and as I'm talking to him. Like, I can just feel my life force draining. And by the end of the show, I could barely get up and walk back to the condo. Yep. Because it just oh, wow. it just takes the life out of you. And, you know, I'm, I'm in Florida and should be enjoying the beach and should be enjoying the restaurants. I couldn't taste any of the food. All I could taste was salt for some reason. Yeah. And, you know, like, I didn't even want to go down to the beach and just lay there. Like, just the walk to the beach was, was all I could do. Did you lose your taste at all? No, no, not at all. But That's the beauty good. of it, the beauty of it is that I didn't smoke for like a week. So on Friday, I had a cigar that I tasted every single nuance mm. of the cigar because I think my palate was totally reset yes. to smoke <laughs> cigars again. But no, no, I was fortunate that, that no, I was craving cigars. I was craving some scotch. <laughs> I was craving some rum too, but I tried to behave. And uh, and uh, even if I, I wasn't taking any medication, I, I behave. I was like, okay, let me try to do this the right way and to make sure that I'm good for to get out of crap as soon as possible. Exactly. Well, we're glad that you made it through. We're glad that you were able to uh, take that little break because I know any time you know I hate being sick, but uh, but you're right. The one little benefit bonus that comes out of it is when you're done your palate's reset and man you're right those flavor notes on the cigars just just dance whenever you uh go a week or so without having one it's it's a really nice little break so no i know exactly what you're talking about there it's it's, it's just that it's 
it's just that it's difficult to do it without a real real reason. Like, okay, I'm not going to smoke for a week because I want to taste cigars. Like, no, it doesn't yeah. work. No, like no, 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 absolutely no, no. not. No. That doesn't work like that in reality. You gotta you gotta have a reason to force it. So. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, Renee, we have a little bit of housekeeping. We're going to finish up, but we're going to go ahead and uh, we'll let you get back to your busy day and uh, everything. But we want to thank you immensely for um, not only taking time out of your day today, but also for being such a great friend and joining the Cigar Pulpit family. And we look forward to having you back on the show and talking about your cigars. Uh, I, I, I got a question. A, I have to jump in before okay. we go. Okay. All right. How can folks find out what lounges your cigars are in? Okay. It's a valid question. Actually, it's simple. In our website, philigocigars.com, the store locator part is uh, there. So you anywhere in the U.S., because that is a U.S. Uh, website, will tell you where. And, we you know, we keep adding every month, you know, more and more and more places. But uh, I think as of today, we have a... A decent distribution all over the, the, the U.S. So, and the best thing that you can do for us is ask for Villager cigars at your local retailer. For sure. And Absolutely. For, for retailers that listen to us, because we do have a number of retailers do. that do listen to us. Um, if you're a retailer and you're interested in, you know, trying some samples and, and considering, you know, bringing in Villager into your humidor, how can, can retailers touch base with you? Easy. It's uh, sales at filigarcigars.com. As simple as that. You know, sales at filigarcigars.com. And if not, if you're into social media and all that, you know, my name is there, Rene Castaneda. Look for me over there, R. Castaneda. I think it's number two or something like that. But it's easy. Rene Castaneda, you look for my name, send me a direct message to you to take care of Uh-oh. We're cutting out right at right at the end right of, at the end, right yeah. at the end of the sales pitch. There, we're cutting out. Are you there, Renee? Uh oh. Well, this this may have ended poorly. Possible and oh, are you there? Can you hear me? Another. Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. Yes. G- give everybody the way to reach out yeah, to you again. Give that one more time. You kind of cut out right right about halfway through. Uh, you were talking about your personal. So first day. Yeah, the person on Instagram, you know, look for Rene Castaneda or R. Castaneda and uh, send me a direct message. I try to keep it as simple as possible for the people to communicate with us and especially with uh, with me. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's fun always to, to when when I have people reaching out to us and for us to be able to serve uh, uh, them and for them to enjoy our cigars. So, guys. Thank you so much. Thank no. you for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity to work with you. Thank you for the invitation for the for the show. And I hope uh, we do this some other time that I'm even 100%. I'm, I'm still at my 80%. That's fine. <laughs> we we will be glad to have you back on whenever you'd like, uh, whenever you've got anything, you know, new that you want to talk yep. about. You know, I mean, I have a... I have a whole variety of your cigars sitting at home for Jeff and I to enjoy. So we'll have to have you back on for some of those as well. And, uh, no, we look forward to uh, introducing Villager to all of our listeners and letting them have an opportunity to try your great cigars. Excellent, guys. Thank you so much. Huh? Bye-bye. Thank, thank you, you. Renee. So, bye-bye. Well, we really want to thank Renee from uh, Villager for taking time out of his day to speak with us. The thing about the cigar industry is it is just chocked full of good people. 
mm-hmm. and he could not be a nicer guy. Dude, he was the nicest guy when we met him at TPE, mm-hmm. and um, I was happy to make his acquaintance there. And Villager has continued to, uh, you know, be a good uh, uh, a good company with us. You know, they've sent us a couple of samples the to try Villiger. on the show. I'm glad he didn't do that every single time. I, I was trying to restrain. I, I appreciate it, but um, well, you know, we have the Zoom lag and things like that. It's well, just, I could it become just, their new like tagline, the Villager. Something tells me there's a retirement home that would have a problem with that. But anyway, <laughs> um, but no, um, he, he's the nicest guy. They've been so great to us, sending sa- samples and everything. And then, um, you know, he and I started talking about um, you know, a partnership. And it just kind of worked out great because, you know, they're looking for ways to introduce their cigars to um, the North American consumers. Obviously, we have a large listener base here in the United States. But not to mention, you know, and everything like that. We've got a fair amount of people in Europe as well. We do. We do. Yeah. Um, But uh, it's one of those things that it it just worked. It it was a good partnership for the both of us. And I'm so glad that we were able to get this all kind of put together. Nice uh, job formalized so anyway i don't compliment you much i mean it's for a reason but i don't i am uh, in this one nice job i have finished my villager day i'm hanging on i am nubbing it i was down to the absolute nub on that and uh i had to give it up but uh what a fantastic cigar yeah it really is i am so even for me as a like a mild cigar smoker it was not overwhelming it built as it went which i'm glad i'm glad it didn't hit me up front yeah and then slow down. It built as it went, and I've really, really enjoyed the cigar. It's been great. Yeah. So, well, speaking of good cigars that we've smoked, guess what, motherfucker? It's time for three cigars. I wondered why you didn't do the week. segment with you. Didn't want to play the guess what in front of the guest, did you? Well, I had the buttons assigned. I would have had to oh, stop and reassign okay. the buttons and I everything. Wondered why you? Okay, but that you know that was part of it, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. Tiger King was down in Florida, wasn't it? Uh, now that I think about it, he might know him. No, Carol Baskin was down in Florida. Oh, Carol Tiger King Baskin. was Oklahoma? Was he? I or? thought he was down in Florida. Nah, he was somewhere else. I, okay, she so was, Carol she was, was the, in Florida. She's and that the, other weirdo, She's down in Tampa. That other weirdo with the harem, he was in, what, the Carolinas something or like something? Something like that, but yeah, yeah okay. but no, she's down in Tampa. Okay. So, yeah, we've been Why haven't great. we visited there when we go to Tampa? It's very close. We, we total, should go. We totally could go see Carol Baskin, that crazy bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> Anyway, I was waiting for it. <laughs> um, so, okay. So three cigars we spoke to enjoy this week. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you go ahead? And go okay. First. So first up, I had the, su- uh, the Southern Draw. Okay. Rose of Sharon. Good cigar. Oh, man. I smoked that the other day. I, I wanted to, you know, take a break from, you know, and, and I smoke affordable cigars usually when I'm driving. Yeah. But I was driving the other night and I thought, you know, I want something different. And I busted out that Rosa Sharon. Oh, what a good cigar. Fantastic. And, you know, I'm secure enough in my manhood to smoke a cigar with a pink band. I mean, I, I mean it's a well, good I mean, stick. I mean, you know, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I highly well, recommend it. Well, my first cigar is one that I actually fired up last night. Uh, I was sitting back catching up on uh, Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount+. Plus. Is it Kingstown and, or uh, Kingston? I think it's Kingston. Or is it Kingstown? Kingstown? I, don't, Kingstown? I don't know. Whatever. It's the one with Jeremy Renner. I haven't and, got to um, uh, start watching it yet. It, 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 I I was watching the first season because the second season is starting. Oh, the first I, season was great. And I hadn't even seen the first season yet. And so I sat down and I fired up a uh, um, uh, Julius Caesar, Diamond Crown Julius Caesar yeah. Toro 
from our friends over there, J.C. Newman. And I just love the Julius Caesar. It's such a great cigar. Again, one that probably is um, a medium light to medium, uh, but just full of flavor. Yep. Love that cigar. Now, my second cigar was an Ashton. It's the white band. And I don't know if it's got an actual name. It's a Connecticut. Okay. And, yeah, I, I picked that up at one of the one of the places I stop at. And what a good cigar. I mean, you know, I trust me, if I'm going to smoke a cigar, I'm going to smoke one I like. And that's one that I really like. There you go. Um, my second one is actually the one that we did on the show on Tuesday. And it's the West Tampa Tobacco Black. Loved that cigar. It hit just so beautifully, and I I I feel like um, even though we smoked it on the show and I gave it praise on the show, I feel like I still need to give it one more one more circle back. I I really did enjoy the West Tampa Tobacco Black. Fair enough. Now I had uh, uh, I've got a group from high school, and I've talked about this before. We get together and have a shooting weekend, and because yeah. of work, I wasn't able to go shooting with them, but I did show up. And my friend Brent Shorn, who has been a lifelong friend, we went to church together, we were in high school together, you know, we've been friends our entire lives. Yeah. And it was him, our friend Tim Jennings, and uh, also our friend uh, Andy Rickenberg, and we got together, hung out, you know, eventually we we put a hot pot together, which if you've never had hot pot, You've talked about oh, that on the so show. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And, you know, Brent and Andy and all those guys... They, they brought lamb and beef and, you know, mushrooms and little rice sticks and just, I mean, just incredible. Okay. Okay. But after we got done eating, we retired out to the garage, fired up the heater and sat and smoked cigars. And I'll throw, I'll throw a couple out here because Tim likes the flavored cigars. Okay. And I actually had a leather rose that I brought for him and he really enjoyed it. But I gave Andy, Andy normally smokes, uh, Fuente. Okay. And, but he, uh, I, I didn't have any Fuente in the humidor to bring, but I grabbed him one of those uh, Macanudo, the uh, dark rum. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. he's got a brand new favorite cigar, <laughs> and he smoked that up. And then I actually did a couple of cigars that night, but one of them was the uh, Leaf by Oscar. Okay. And it's always a go-to for me. It was the, yeah. you know, I did the Connecticut, and just what a great cigar. And, you know, a lot of that was the fact that I'm sitting there with good friends, and we're all BSing and joking and picking on each other, and we had such a good time. So, yeah, had to had to throw that out there. And then Brent, of course, was smoking his pipe. Brent loves his pipe. There you go. So, yeah. Now, my last one is one that I smoked on Wednesday, and Jeff, I want you to verify the date on that. Says I see that. Wednesday at I see that. 10.40 p.m. Uh, I smoked the uh, Villiger Black Forest. Ooh, okay. So, uh, not to just you know completely kiss ass to our guests or anything. Why wouldn't we? But well, I mean we can. But I'm no, all in. But uh, I smoked the Villiger Black Forest. Uh, great Maduro cigar. A lot of flavor to it. Um, that's the one that I smoked with Ken Claridge that time on the show. And uh, just you know, great, great cigar. Really yep. did enjoy it. Well, there you go. So anyway, I'm giving up my cigar now. It has gone out. I was down to the nub. Starting to burn the fingers, but yeah. Okay. Well, coming up on the show on Friday, you and I are going to be cracking open the January My Monthly Cigars box and finding out what's in there and everything. So why don't we go ahead and find out about My Monthly Cigars? Okay. This would normally be the time that I give some information about My Monthly Cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 
20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code Pulpit. Thanks. Thanks. I was messaging with uh, Luke, my sticks 35 millimeter the other I day. I love that guy. And um, I owe know, him an apology, by the way. Why is that? He wanted me to plant some uh, pecan trees for him. Get a few starts going for yeah. the next time I see him. And none of the none, none of the pecans that I picked up at the farm, they didn't work. Oh. So, yeah, I, I it, it may be another year, Luke, before I can do that for you, buddy. Well, he and I were messaging about something else, and I, I just typed back. I just said, thanks. And uh, evidently, <laughs> that triggered him, and he wrote back. He's like, thanks in the text. So, anyway, nice. whatever. I can't even text it. But, um, yeah, so we got that going for us. Yeah, but. and by the way, don't forget about fucking good coffee. For sure. You've got the uh, Daily Press, which is our blend, mm-hmm. the Lounge Blend, and several other choices, I'm sure. For sure. Yep. I don't know what he's got flavor-wise right now, since we're coming off the holidays. Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't be like Christmas blend. Maybe he's got some sort of like you know chocolate cherry thing going on for Valentine's Day. Some love coffee. There you go. Oh, a little yeah. Spanish fly in the coffee there. <laughs> You know, get you a little like, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> well, that's something for the folks watching on YouTube. Good Lord. Anyway. Making his hand gestures. Um, and then as for the socials, you and I are on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. That's my page. We're also on Facebook, where we have the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners group. And guys, you're going to want to get in on the group. We've had a lot of activity in the group here yep. lately. There's been a number of people guys showing off their cigars up. they've been smoking. Yeah, and yeah it's, it's it's fun to watch. It's been nice. And then we're on Twitter where don't really do much of anything. We're on YouTube where you can watch this wackiness. And guys, coming up here soon, we're going to have uh, the Ask the Boys episode for the month of January. I think actually, um, if that doesn't come out a week from the day this episode drops. So if it doesn't come out the 24th, it'll be coming out on the 31st, one or the other. So okay. we, we either have a week or two, um, but get your calls in, you know, but you got to get your calls in uh, in order to be a part of that. So that's area code 863-874-0000. And um, I saw we had a uh, parishioner on the parishioners page talking about the possibility of doing a uh, herf sometime here in the spring. Yeah. He wants me to plan it though. Well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we? I mean, but I don't know if he wants to do it here or if he wants to do it like somewhere else or. Oh, whatever. see, I thought he wanted to do like a like a Zoom herf, but he wants to do an in person herf. I don't know. I mean, I, a Zoom herf would be easier, I suppose. But I kind of feel like I. It's okay. We'll we'll get into this. For oh a God, I've before, triggered him. Yeah, before we end the show, we'll get into this for a moment. So, okay. like, you brought this up. So, like, I feel like the Zoom herfs were a good thing to do. A COVID thing. During COVID yeah. when we couldn't get together. But I think to do them now, ah, they depress me. You know? Really? Yeah, because it's one of those things but where it, like. But it's a way for us with our fans I get, all over the world I, I, to join in. I get it. But like part of me is like, I don't. I, I, depressed maybe is too strong a word. It doesn't excite me because when I think about doing a Zoom herf. I immediately go back into COVID mindset and okay. everything about that. And that just, and that depresses me, you know? So like, I guess it's just one of those things that like, I'm just much more excited about the prospect of sitting around with folks and enjoying cigars in person than I am about doing so by myself staring at a screen. Fair you know? enough. And, and to give credit where it's due, 
That's uh, listener Sean that had reached out with that idea. Yeah. So and and it's not that I, it's not that I'm not willing to do a Zoom. I guess it's just one of those things that like. Well, we could we could I have much the local have folks a, join us, a local, thing. and then Zoom folks in too. Yeah, but then that's a shit show because that's basically well, that's what people expect from us. That's basically a bunch of people here talking and somebody just watching on a screen. Because let's be real, we're not. If you've got eight or nine people sitting here locally. They're not going to be paying attention to the screen. Well, we can bring folks in one at a time to talk, you know, that are here, and then That's also interact way, with people. Way too organized. Way too organized. I think we can make it happen, You Kevin. and I are not organized people, Jeff, and you know that. I know you, I'm not. You know that. And, and I'm not great. I do it because I have to, not because I want to. So, like, you know, and, and so what you're basically doing is sitting there saying, like, hey, I've got a whole bunch of work for you to do, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't That's like exactly that what I'm, I'm saying. Not a fan of that idea, but yeah. anyway, that was the direction I was headed. Well, at least. It, it, it's something to consider. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, you know, um, Pulpit Fest is definitely a uh, an annual thing. Um, we that, need to get that on the calendar. Well, here. you know, that always hits that one same weekend. Um, it's usually the. Uh, what is it? The third weekend of September as a rule. We'll need to double check and make sure, but I would say, either the third or the fourth. The only thing that I would say about that is September this year has five weekends. Yeah, so it would be the 15th, 16th through the 22nd, 23rd I would time be periods. aiming towards the 22nd, 23rd time period because I'm booked up on the 15th, 16th. So Okay. Um, but anyway, that's something to consider. But yeah. So, we'll get back to you. Yeah, we'll let you know about Pulpit Fest uh, 2023. But um, no, I... I you know, there's always that, and um, I don't know, something to consider. Exactly. So we'll pull it together. Exactly. We'll see what's what. Um. Anyway, any other uh, any other housekeeping we need to do? No, I'll save the joke for the Friday episode. You don't have a dad joke. No, do you? I didn't think so. I could look it up, but we'll save it for that. Um, this has been a full rich episode. It has been a full rich episode, actually. It's been it's been a good time, and so. Once again, we really want to thank Renee uh, from Villiger for coming on board with us. Uh, again, if you guys haven't tried Villiger. On the show as well as on the show. Seek them out. Tell your local lounges um, about them. Tell them you want to try them. Trust me, good cigars. And everyone that I've smoked, I've enjoyed. Even the La Libertad, which is a little stronger cigar. Yeah. But uh, great sticks. And you really want to you know, add these to the rotation. Guys. For sure. For sure. I know I'm. I'm very happy to be able to add these to the to the rotation periodically. It's it's been a nice treat. So good um, deal. But anyway, so yeah. Well, then I guess uh, this is a show. It's been a show. It's been a show. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Scar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Everybody, stay safe and stay smoky. Well, that was conveniently time clapping. We have a it's almost a fan. Almost as if it was for us. Sure, it's for the basketball game that's on, but it seemed like we'll it take perhaps. it. I'll take it. I'll take any clapping. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh. This does seem to get longer every time. It's still 38 seconds. I know, but it just seems. Eh, yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> I don't know. Got that right. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Well, we're taking over the world one sponsor at a time. You got that right. This is good. World domination. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. And uh, make sure you try a Villager cigar this week.
that that's your homework. That is. All right. Take it easy.